Everybody, my name is Logan Moore, and this is Millennial Gaming Speak, Episode Seven. With me this week, as always, is Max Roberts. Max, what's going on? Uh, Shovel Knight came out on PlayStation consoles. That's what's up. Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight. That is what's up. I can't wait to download it in about an hour, and I will yeah. play through it tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, it's not a very long game at all, but it's so good. This is my game of the year last year. It was. Oh yeah, hands down, last year. It was fun. I feel like I'm going to enjoy it more on PlayStation. I'm a, more of a Vita and PS4 person. I enjoyed it on 3DS, but I just felt like it was lacking something. And that something, of course, is trophies. Trophies is so much so needed with this game. I do. Yesterday, I was just so high. And today, like while I was waiting for PSN to update, I started writing out in my notes on my phone like my plan for platting the game, like what trophies I need to get on my first run through in the game. And then my second run and my uh you could beat it you could get the plat in two runs but i'm not good enough so i need to do at least three yeah because one trophy requires you to do it in under an hour and a half beat the whole game in under an hour and a half yeah it's it's Whoa. totally doable yeah i mean because prob- you, you just gotta know you have to know the levels you have to know which fights you can skip and like um yeah that's just true. level routes and stuff Mm-hmm. That's right. So I it's... forgot about that. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm glad to I'm glad to jump back into it just because I mean, you're talking about it right now and you're bringing up all this stuff that I just completely forgot about. Plus, there... Kratos is in it, which I saw earlier. I think it was on IGN or something like that. They were talking about how he's in the game and how he's involved. And if you know, don't tell me. I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing what happens. I I haven't I assume found it's him probably yet. Just a... you haven't what? I haven't found him yet. Okay. Uh, I am very excited to like fight him. I've heard the sample music, um, from Jake. Jake Kaufman is the composer musician for the game uh-huh. and the soundtrack is off the charts. It's the it's one of the best video game soundtrack. I know we talked about these last week and I think I mentioned Shovel Knight. I think you did, yeah. Um but the he he basically took like the the God of War music, like the theme and stuff, but turned it I guess deconstructed would be the word into an 8-bit version of it and it's so awesome. it's so cool. You should give it you should give it a listen. I definitely will do that probably when I'm fighting Kratos himself. I'm not really familiar with the God of War theme and the soundtrack, though, honestly. How many um, how many God of War games have you played? The first one, I have the uh, I have two and three in my back order. Actually, I played one of the ones on PSP as well. Um, Ghost of Sparta? I, um, or, or Chains of Olympus? Chains of Olympus was the one I played. I played mm. Chains of Olympus, and I've played the first one. It's been one of those games that's been in my back order for a long time. I bought the Super Collection, whatever. Yeah, the really big one. five of them uh, about a year and a half ago, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I actually just got to a kind of a breaking point where I, I've been I've been playing lately. I've been playing a lot of Sunset Overdrive. That's kind of the game I've been grinding through about the past month, and uh, it was a really, really fun game. Um, I really, I, I really wanted to play it. It's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, we're gonna talk about Xbox here a little bit later, so we'll get into that, and uh, I'll try to sell you on it. But um, 
but yeah, I'm just kind of at a point right now where I don't really know what to play. I'm just kind of playing whatever I want. So I was thinking about actually jumping into those God of War games and just well, beating, beating the second and third one because I they're action games and they're probably only about definitely eight hours, eight definitely hours play long. the second one because you know it's there. Second one is probably my second favorite God of War game with Ghost of Sparta, the second PSP game being my favorite. But that um, was your favorite, really? Yeah. I have that downloaded onto my PlayStation Three as well. But but for God of War, for God of War Three you know at this point since you haven't played it wait until it's remastered on ps4 see okay so we were going to talk about re-release games or remastered games this week and uh we decided to boot that we'll probably talk about that next week but, but um I, anyway you should yeah definitely i don't, I don't play know if it i'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna get it on ps4 yeah it i don't know maybe maybe it'd be a game i'd rent or something like that definitely. i don't know anyway i can't see myself putting money towards it anyway yeah um, shovel knight is out kratos shovel knight is, in is it. out um and it's gonna be great. I guess that's all that matters right now because that's about the only thing and going on in games. Yep, that's it. Everyone, we're just kind of right, we're just, we're... We're just kinda sitting low, waiting around for uh, what's I don't even know what game comes yeah. out next that's supposed to be uh, The Witcher. The Witcher three, May nineteenth, and then after that it is Batman, and then after that mm-hmm. it is in between in between that and Batman. There's Splatoon. There's also Splatoon. Project Cars. Project Cars. That's probably the prettiest video game I've ever seen. Really? I haven't oh, even Project see, I don't Cars even pay is, much attention to those racing games half the Project, time. Project Cars is unreal. That's the but, one with the is that the one with the five million bajillion gazillion cars in it? And I know that's probably all of them, but there's mm-hmm. something about Project it's Cars got, that I feel like it's good. got a ton of cars and it's super realistic. It's pretty sweet. But like those games are like next coming out and then there's E three and all that jazz. E three. We'll probably let's we need to go all out for E3. We can have some have some shows like after every press conference. That'd be fun. I think that'd be cool. Or each that. a day. Kind of summarize each day. Yeah. Anyway. That'd be, that'd be cool. Anyway, so yeah, rambling, rambling, rambling. Um, Tangents welcome, are good, though. Welcome to, welcome to Millennial Gaming Speak once again. We usually kind of get right into it, but it's nice to just kind of go off into a tangent to start this episode. Um, Max, nothing really happened last week. It's There's it's been a, a slow it's been a slow news week. I mean, there have been a couple major things, but as far mm-hmm. as video games are concerned, it's been pretty slow because Star Wars took over the universe this past week. Yes, Star Wars took everything over. And do you actually yeah, well, you want to talk yeah. about you want to talk well, about Star Wars first? Yeah, we'll just go ahead and jump into that first since we've already kind of brought it up here. So last week in Anaheim, I'm I think it was Anaheim was uh, uh-huh. Star Wars celebration. So. Everything Jedi, Sith, and smuggler related was all was all taking place down there all in California, over. and um, the internet would not shut up about it. No, which is, it would which not. is a good thing because Star Wars is great, but the internet would not shut up. I think it just goes to show how much this this property is just so engraved in people's hearts. Um, it's been so long since Star Wars fans have had something to really celebrate about. Um, because the prequels, I mean, I grew up with the prequels, so I think I'm, I kind of enjoy them more than uh, most other people. Um, I mean, they, I, they I haven't love episode aged one well. and episode three, two is, two is rough. You liked episode one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love pod racing. <laughs> this is pod racing. Um, I actually saw that Anakin kid the other day at a convention, the kid who plays Annie. Really? Boy. Yeah, he's our age. He lives in Indianapolis. Um, well, that's pretty cool. So that was interesting. He's, he had a goatee. That was kind of off-putting. But um, anyway, so, yeah. Um, 
thought I thought the last so, hour so, of episode two was pretty good though. Anyway, so, so so tell me, tell me, Logan. Yes. What what did they reveal at the Star Wars convention? Oh, you know all kinds of stuff. Um, they showed well. There's a bunch of stuff. The, on the video game front, we got to look at Battlefront. We also got a new look at the seventh movie, The Force Awakens. And then what you just showed me, told me about about five minutes ago was uh, the first spinoff film, Rogue One, which comes out in 2016. Yeah. Um, I guess those are probably the three biggest headlines out of the show. Um, other than that, what, they talked about Rebels a little bit, which is the animated TV show. And um, there's, a, there's a couple different things. So, um, so this is primarily a video game podcast, and we usually just talk about games. But, I mean, we're Star Wars fans as well, and we kind of wanted to talk about the new trailer and talk about Rogue One a little bit. So do you, ju- you want to do that before we get into Battlefront and just go ahead and talk about how excited these trailers made us? And Yeah, sure. Let's talk about Episode 7. Yeah, so um, Max, I know you told me that you were trying to completely avoid even yeah, watching I saw, the trailer altogether. Yeah, I saw the original teaser trailer with the Millennium uh-huh. Falcon and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and... I was sold. I mean, I was sold when they announced it, so I didn't even need to see that. But I was content, and so I kind of was trying to avoid everything else. But like I said earlier, the internet was taken over by Star Wars, and I just could not block everything, every word related to Star Wars. And Chewy, the word Chewy is the one that escaped my brain as to what to block. And so <laughs> things were spoiled for me, and the hype got to me, and I ended up watching it, and it is... It's very much like the original teaser where it doesn't it doesn't give away plot. Yes. It just shows you kind of how JJ and the team is handling this new era of Star Wars and it all looks it looks more like practical effects than CG so far, which is very very comforting. Yeah, that's something that fanboys have been raving about just how good all the props and all of the special effects look in this movie everything everything looks great especially comparing it to those prequels i mean it just the prequels were way too overdone with special effects like you wonder how much of the movie took place on a green screen um this is actually (laughs) shot on location um it really it looks it looks really good and this particular trailer uh if you don't want to hear spoiler stuff or whatever i would just kind of fast forward a few minutes but you know it shows uh, you know luke is narrating it which is it's very comforting to hear his voice and it's lines he says from episode six if i'm not mistaken right or a variant i just i watched i i literally watched episode six the day i watched the trailer i don't yeah i don't i feel like he said that before and um um, I can't remember. I mean, obviously the whole it's I all have about it, the my force. sister has it, and you have it. I can't remember. The you have it has to be. You have it is definitely new, but I feel like um. I I don't know because I don't I don't remember hearing that. But I I totally could be wrong. I don't know. But you know, Luke narrates it. We 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 see Luke's figure. We don't see his face. Uh, we don't see Leia. Uh, we might see her hand. I, I at least the way I interpreted the trailer, we see Leia's hands, but I don't. We don't see her. And then uh, we do see Han and Chewie in full force. And 
you know, Harrison Ford is an old dude, but it was really cool to hear him. It was so awesome. It was so cool to see and hear him pick up that role of uh, Han Solo again. It was wonderful. Yeah, I think everybody's been dying to see Han, most of all. That, I mean, it's just, it's it's Harrison Ford. He's one of the greatest action heroes ever. And he's back in the role that everybody knows him as. I mean, well, besides Indiana Jones. But Indiana Jones and Han Solo, those two characters defined Harrison Ford's career. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, who in their right mind thought he would ever be back in that role on the big screen, ever? So it's just it's just great to see and the chewy we're home thing. I mean, it just it's awesome. It's so cool. Um I my my dad raised me right. He raised me on those on the original films before I ever even saw the prequels. So um I have just as much of a connection to those characters as I do any of the ones that came out when we were growing up. Um I got to say though, like everybody everybody's in love with Han. Dude, I want to see Luke so bad. I want to see. I want to see I, Luke so bad in that movie. I'm, I'm. I loved it when he stuck his hand out. And he's like, I have it. And, yeah. You know, put his hand on R two. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. You, I mean, you assume it's him. That's the thing that's also. Good oh, it about has. This trailer. It is, has. Is we're it just has talking to about be the, him. It's got his hand for Pete's sake. The robot yeah, hand. I, I agree with you. It's definitely got to be him. But I, I love how, I love how they're doing it because we. I mean, we talked about this just a second ago and somewhat off the air too. But we. We don't want to know plots, plot details about this movie. We don't. We're trying to hide. We're trying to stay away from that as much as possible. I don't click on anything, any links I see on Twitter or on the internet where it says this is the plot of Star Wars Seven. I, I, I run away from it. I don't want to know. And I love that J.J. Abrams and whoever the heck is deciding to put these trailers together, is keeping it very, very, just obscure, very, very broad. And I love the fact that there is so much. We've seen the Falcon at this point. Now we've seen Chewie and Han. And I guess R2-D2 as well. But there's still so much stuff that we know is coming that is still is not in the movie. Uh, that is not in the trailers, I mean. So there's just still so much to look forward to, and I can't wait. This is um, this is definitely my most anticipated movie right now. Um, Avengers 2 as well, but that comes out in about that That's comes a, week. Out in a week. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's exciting. I'm really, I'm really excited for that. Wow. Um, but yeah, this, the first, the first teaser for this sold me. The second one made me want to. They sold me for like the three or four viewings I'll have. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> it was a very promising trailer. Then besides episode seven, you know, uh, Disney obviously will take and squeeze as much money out of Star Wars as they can, which they should. By the way, let me interject here real quick. He does mm-hmm. say that in Star Wars Six, it's when he takes, it's when he takes Leia away or Leia away from the party when they're at the Ewok camp, and he's talking to her. It's before he goes and confronts, oh, that's right. confronts that's Vader right. at uh, Endor. He's like, "My father has it, I have it, and my sister has it." That's right. That's right. And then she realizes then he asks that her, they're related. He asks her what she knows about her, remembers about her mother, and stuff like that. Yeah, that is so right. Ah. Good, good on you for remembering that. I just, I had to Google it, but I thought, and, it, I thought it was, I thought it was in there. Ah, you, and I just watched it too. I'm bad. Anyway, besides Episode Seven, they also showed behind, like in a, a more closed door areas. There's no official trailer out yet. A couple leaked ones, but they showed off the first spinoff movie, 
Rogue One, which is supposed to come out next year. Uh, they showed off a teaser for that as well, and it's focused on, I believe, between five and six. I think is it five and six? Yeah, because that was in the trailer. It's basically there's a narration, and like this camera pans up. It's three and four. Is it really three and four? Three and four. Yeah, because I just read that when I watched the trailer. I just watched this. I just watched the leak trailer literally probably a minute before we started the show here. So, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm really bad at it. It bridges it between three and four. I suppose that awesome. makes sense because that's the rise of the empire. But like the camera pans up on this like forest planet and I just assumed that was Endor. Or um, Yavin. Yavin. Or Yavin. And the Death Star is like in the sky and it's huge and menacing. And like there's some narration going on. I don't remember. It's Ben, it's ben Kenobi from the, mm-hmm. uh, from the original film. Uh, and he was saying, what was he saying? He was just talking about it's. It's one of the, it's. It's again same thing as with Luke, where they rehash lines from the older movies. He's taught. It's a line where he's talking about the Jedi and the history of the Jedi. So mm-hmm. it's Obi. It's Obi Wan. And talking about that. Basically, the the camera it tilts up, and then it cuts. It cuts to black, and then you hear these soldiers, like yelling and freaking out, and like you know, essentially a war going on in the background and then like the the logo comes in it's like rogue you know rogue one the anthology films and uh it's just it's apparently directed by gareth edwards who did the godzilla film from last year which really i i enjoyed i did like godzilla last year i do know i read that there are no jedi in this movie cool which I think is interesting. Which makes because, total sense if it I mean, takes place between three, three and, four, and four. Who's left? Yoda, Obi Wan, and one who are both in hiding, and Luke and, and Leia, her babies. Babies. It's so. And I think it's a really good idea for them to branch out like that because you know Star Wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and galaxies are pretty huge, and they're you know, Jedi are a minority in this galaxy, and all six films obviously focus on jedi which is wonderful because jedi are so cool but it's nice to see different sides of this you know universe that has been created and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be really cool to see like how the um the rebellion kind of it sounds like if it is between three and four it's kind of how the rebellion started it was rise of the rise of the empire and in turn mm -hmm, it's gonna be rebellion it's gonna be really cool to see. I wonder what characters will be in it, actually. I wonder if there'll be any from like episode four. Or I hope. Like that. I honestly hope not. Uh, maybe like a cameo maybe would be like, fine, but I do not. I don't. I don't want to see you know a Ben Kenobi. I don't want to see. No, I don't think he'll be in it. No, I'm talking like more, way more obscure characters. Like, um, see, this is where I can get really deep into the lore and stuff because I've read books and stuff like well not you you remember bail organa from the third movie he's the one who works with yoda towards the end of the film to try to um sack the emperor he's the he's the dude who picks um yoda up in the flying car when yoda escapes and then he takes i I remember the scene i do not remember the character's face leia that's leia's dad he basically starts the rebellion starts the rebellion the rebels he's like one of the founders of it so i wonder if he'll be in it Maybe like obscure characters um, that fans would get, I think would be perfectly fine. I don't want to see major characters that everyone knows. It's kind of like same kind of concept as uh, Better Call Saul. 
I don't know if you saw Breaking Bad. Yeah, or if you, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm Better Call Saul that. is a prequel, um, and you don't see characters from Be- uh, Breaking Bad at all, except three. Saul. And that Saul, Mike, who are both the main characters in the show, and they deserve to be there. And then there's just, like, one surprise cameo very, very early, like, in the first two episodes, and then you never oh, yeah. see or hear of yeah, him that's again. Right, um, so, like, I, f- I feel like if they handle these spinoffs kind of like that, where we acknowledge the universe we live in, which is the Star Wars universe, so there can be mentions and maybe even small cameos, but they should not be the focus of these films because I feel like that robs away from the potential of Star Wars expanding as a cinematic universe, kind of like Marvel. Like, there's all the source material for Marvel movies to dig into, but... You know, the the films and the TV shows have a way of expanding it that is more mainstream. You know, it's a it's a more it's a widespread audience. And I think leaving Star Wars, this Rogue One, letting a new cast of characters kind of flesh it out is a really, really, really good idea. And that's 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 all I gotta say about that. All right, everybody. Sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties, but we're back and we're talking about Star Wars still, um, Rogue One. So yeah, Max, you were talking about how, um, just how you think that it's good for this film because it expands the universe and gets it off of the focus of Jedi's and the, the same characters we've become accustomed to throughout the yeah, entire it series. Yeah, just it it fleshes out the universe. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I just hope that fans understand that in turn and that because this is taking place between episodes three and four, they are not like, oh, well, we want to see Vader. We know Vader's there. Where's the Emperor? Where's all these people? Um, I And I think most Star Wars fans actually are pretty smart, and I don't think they will complain about that. Um, I mean, but I, I, I hope people aren't looking for – they should realize that this is a spinoff film which is awesome that Disney is doing. It's it's so cool that there's spinoff films now because this one's going to focus on mainly, what, X-Wings and stuff like that, right? Pilots. And that's that's what I think you could hear in the background. You could hear uh, some comm chatter and stuff like that towards the end of the trailer when they showed, when they showed the, uh, the title of Rogue One. You could hear some comm chatter, and it sounded like some mm-hmm. dogfight stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think it's awesome that they're doing spinoff films because they're supposed to be one as well focused on bounty hunters i believe um there's there's um there's a bunch of stuff going on it's, uh, it's i've heard people talk about it but i i do not know if that was confirmed or those are just rumors but it very easily could be um a very real spinoff i don't i don't quite know though yeah that's just me though yeah i'm not i mean we'll 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 learn in time but um i know there's like so there's this one that's coming out and then obviously the force awakens episode 7 and then obviously 8 and 9 are already a given and then i'm pretty sure there's already two or three other people who are working on scripts for other spin-off films like people who have been hired and are currently working on mm-hmm. them yeah so, there's i've seen stories like that i'm sure disney wants to get as many of these out like annualize essentially yeah, kind of like what they're doing with marvel yeah that's exactly the parallel i mean that's I their gonna... plan yeah i mean disney is doing what they did with marvel with star wars yeah yeah and i so. think um I think that's awesome. I I don't. I I think if done right, Star Wars. If because if done right in the same way that Marvel's been done right, you're not going to oversaturate your audience because this is something that people want. I mean, 
Star Wars is a billion-dollar franchise, yet there's only six movies of it ever. I mean, there's been more Fast and Furious movies in the past 15 years than there has been Star Wars movies in the past almost 50. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I don't... It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. I... I, I'm, just both of these trailers have got me really excited and really remind me why this franchise is so near and dear to my heart in the first place because I think I forgot for a while why I love it and um, it's it's just good to be a fan right now and it's I, I cannot wait until December I really cannot wait even though yeah. it's snowy and I'll hate that and you live in Florida but Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't wait. December's I don't worry about great. that. Now, at this lovely Star Wars convention, besides movies, they talked about video games. And, and they gave us a look at a game we've talked about a couple times on the show. Yeah. And they finally gave us the first... I mean, they really still haven't given us the first real look of the yeah, game. Yeah, and that's kind of a uh, complaint as well. But uh, Star Wars Battlefront from ea and dice has been like we saw more of it and they took the game engine and rendered a cg trailer from it so it's it's not like they took a different engine and created a cg trailer that's not representative of the art style or graphics capacity but Mm -hmm. it still wasn't gameplay it showed off game concepts and uh it's interesting Uh, battlefront's been revealed and like you know it's where it's, you know, uh, the Rebellion versus the Empire again. We're going to be fighting on places like uh, Endor, Hoth. There's the new desert ja- planet. Jakku or something like Jakku, that. Jakku, something Which like that. downloadable content. For I free, for first free. W- first week of December. And it's also, yeah, it's free. Which I'm... It's so close it, to the release, I'm wondering why it is DLC. Especially since it's free. Um, when's the game come out? Uh, November seventeenth. If I'm yeah, correct. they. Ju- I mean, they're just doing it to time it with a movie. Yeah, that's what I think as well. I think they're just trying to get that whole December thing rolling. So they released it. I think the DLC slated for December first, and the movie's out what the eighteenth or something like that. Something like that. But it showed off cool game concepts like uh, the ideas of uh, soldiers with tears, which isn't new to Battlefront or shooters. But it's the concept of, like, you know, there was a guy with, like, a bubble shield and dude with a rocket launcher and a jetpack and mm-hmm. things the like that. System. But, yeah, this this class system, it showed them fighting vehicles, like AT walkers and stuff. Yep. That's pretty cool. Mm, there's no space battles, but um. it does but it does show, like, a clip of, like, you, like an X-Wing cockpit shot. Yeah, what I'm- and the game's supposed to be in first person. So is I think really? I think because I, it's dice, I think it's, I think it makes the third. most sense, especially in this it's, era. It's got to be third. I think it's third. I really do. I I don't know. I because I agree. they still haven't shown us gameplay. Yeah, I know, uh, and that's what drives me nuts. Uh, but there was like a shot of an X-wing cockpit in that trailer, and it was on a planet's surface. And I think there could be, you know, planetary space battles. Like, you hop in a spaceship on the surface of a planet. Yeah. Um, um, special, because we go, like I said, to Hoth. I could totally see us hopping into snow speeders. Or I could see if you were playing as the Empire, you could be in those AT walkers. You know, I could see that 
definitely happening. There have to be vehicles in this game. It's we live in a, the era of the shooter where not having a vehicle is I, it just doesn't happen anymore. Halo kind of you know standardized that. We see so the the class system, some vehicle stuff, some planets. It's a very pretty engine. Again, yeah, no definitely. gameplay was shown. Darth Vader shows up. I don't know if that's a return of the like perk system where you can become a Jedi for so many turns. Yeah, how many have you played the previous Battlefront games? I thought you said that you like played them at friends' houses, but you never really got big into them, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the original played... the original Battlefront, as far as space battles go, there wasn't any, but you could hop in X-wings and Tie fighters and stuff like that and fly around the map, and you could have there was a, almost an air battle portion and a ground battle. So I assume that will still be around. I, I can Space totally see that. Space battles outright, though, will not be around anymore, which sucks because I actually really thought those were fun in Battlefront 2. Um, I, I, I got. I admit, also, I heard there was no campaign. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a real major bummer, in my opinion. I. Okay. I'll, yeah. I just I, the I I was so excited for this game. Battlefront is one of those really near games that i just love it's it, it was one of the games i grew up with it was i played so many hours of it and it's a game that formed a lot of relationships with some of my friends that i have now um it was a game that we just all piled into a room and would play for hours on end and everything they're saying about this one just makes me bummed out um there's the whole well, the space battle thing first off i mean that's give or take i guess but um the camp the lack of campaign which there really hasn't ever been one but i don't know i, I still feel like they could do something you know with that. it's it's interesting that you say that everything they're talking about this game bums you out and for me everything they're saying sounds fine to me and i'm actually very intrigued and i honestly might pick this game up right when it comes out um i definitely think it it's sounds gonna be good. it sounds very very tight-knit if like it's it doesn't sound huge in the regards like there's a bajillion planets and like a campaign and you know co-op and then the story missions and there's gonna be a ton of dlc and i'm sure there will be a ton of dlc Hopefully. um and different you know co-op things and stuff but it sounds like it almost kind of kind of sounds like evolve in the regards that it focuses very 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 much on the multiplayer aspects and uh-huh. the single player stuff and evolve I did not play it. I did play the alpha and beta, though, and the beta had a little single-player stuff. Like, it sounded like that was just kind of thrown kind of in there. Yeah. Um, But I feel like this Star Wars game is going to be very pretty. It's going to be very fun. And it's going to take me to places I want to go visit, like Hoth. I want to do the Battle of Hoth with my friends or strangers. Um, And that did that that sounds exciting to me and maybe that's just the concept of battlefront and since i never really played those games maybe you know these are this is the franchise sticking its teeth sinking its teeth into me for the first real time um but i'm i'm on board with this game i'm not hyped i'm not excited per se but i'm on board like i'm okay with everything they've said so far I would love to see some gameplay, though. Is it first person? Is it third person? What? Yeah. What does the HUD look like? How do weapons handle? All these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and I'm sure we'll see that E3. Uh, that makes the most sense of where to show off gameplay. 
Yeah, it'll it's, definitely be at E3. The thing that I thought was confusing was I was under the impression they, they were actually bringing the game to Star Wars Celebration and fans were going to get to play it, but guess not. Um, they just talked about it and showed off the trailer, which is weird. I'm pretty sure they had like an entire panel for this game and they still didn't show off any gameplay trailer or even just screenshots of it, which is really... I don't know, odd. But, I mean, like you said, we'll see that within the next month or two. So, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't like the four-planet thing. I think that's very... I don't know. I the, the best thing about the old Battlefront games is that... Um, is that there was so many different maps, I felt like. And um, every, every place that you would see in one of the movies, there was a battlefield for it. Um, of course, Hoth was the one you always played on, it seems like. But, um, I, yeah, the, it always had a good variation of maps, I thought. And narrowing it down to four, um, those better be some dang good maps. And I know we'll get Jack, who is DLC, and a, probably a couple others down the line. But um, So that kind of, I thought, was strange at first, especially since there's no single player as well. There's no campaign. Um, I just thought it was weird. I... It, it made me really question, like, what are you doing with the game? Why is this worth $60? Um, I don't know. It just, it just seemed weird. Um, and then the other thing that kind of I thought was strange was that matches will contain 40 players, which is fine. Um, multiplayer has changed a lot since Battlefront 2 came out, but I think one of the things I always loved about the original games was how small the teams were. There was only a handful of players on each team, and the rest of it was just filler robots running around, which made you feel a little bit more powerful and was almost probably a little bit wrong with how it played um, because I could remember times where I'd run out as a stormtrooper and go on a 30-kill streak or something like that before ever being taken down. Um, but I don't know. I hope that I hope the 20 versus 20 player thing works out right. And, um, I, I that could I'm, this is the first I've heard of it, but that could be balanced kind of in like teams of five or teams of four per side, and yeah. those different squads maybe have different objectives. Well, it's going to always on the be, map. It's always going to always be Empire versus Rebellion. Yeah, but so. like so, like there's twenty Rebellion and there's twenty Empire, and then that those twenty are broken up into sub teams, kind of so like, like a real so military. Like Battlefield is what you're saying. Yeah. I, have you is ever that played Battlefield? Battlefield? Yeah, that's how no. Battlefield works. You, you're broken up. Each team has about 20 players or so, and you're broken up into squads of about four or five, and you can spawn on your squad mates and stuff like that. Um, and do they have different objectives? Um, the objective is usually always to just capture the control points and kill people. So the well, objectives if they, really don't change. See, if they could diversify those objectives in Battlefront then I totally see this 20 on 20 thing working if they're in sub teams. Yeah, I hope because you know if one if scenarios. one team like Battle of Hoth for instance, if one team say has to defend the shield generators. Yes. So everyone can escape uh in the rebellion and then another team hops in the snow speeders because at least the way the trailer indicated it is there will be some sort of vehicle battles on planets. So they they hop in some snow speeders and they have to take down the at walkers and then there's another squad that's just on the ground and their goal is to just push the enemy back and maybe there's one team that has to flank or 
you know, protect something else. You know, like that easily, the Battle of Hoth could easily be divided into different parts. Uh, look at Endor. If for some reason we could play as Ewoks, then the Rebellion suddenly has kind of like a small team of Ewoks, and they're setting up traps and laying traps and doing all this stuff. And then you've got one group that maybe is going for the shield generator and trying to break that. And although we won't be out in space flying around the Death Star and stuff, you know, that team, that objective is still real. And so we have to get the shield generator down. One maybe hops on the speeder bikes in the forest moon and they're chasing down, you know, to get in position and flank the enemy and stuff. Like, I could feel if they diversify those objectives instead of just capture A, B, and C and shoot people in the face. If there's that kind of depth to it, that opens up strategy possibilities and makes 20 on 20 feel more close-knit and intimate, like you were saying, with the original Battlefront, or Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, I, I I think that's the thing that we really have to hold out hope for because up front this game looks like there's not a whole lot of meat on it, um, but hopefully hopefully they provide more depth than we're expecting, and that's really what I'm hoping for because right now I mean it just doesn't seem like a whole lot, but then again we haven't we still haven't seen gameplay, so I think it's gonna be good. I'm excited. I really am. It's still one of my most anticipated of the year, but I really just hope that they don't screw it up because this is this is one of those franchises that really I feel like almost got me into video games even more than I already was. Um, this this game really catapulted me into just obsession when the original one came out. So I really I really hope it's good. I, I do. Um, Hopefully EA doesn't screw us, which I think EA usually does have a good track record. I don't get why people bash on them so much. Um, I enjoy your games, EA. So, um, yeah, I hope it's good. I, I, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what else comes from it. And, uh, yeah, just cross your fingers. But they they are crossed. So we did have one other announcement last week besides Star Wars. I hope you all enjoyed our 35 to 40 minute rant about Star Wars, but hey, that's a franchise that deserves that kind of attention. Um, another franchise that's trying to show that it deserves our attention once again is Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero is back. There was nice a re- transition. <laughs> Thank you. There was a reveal trailer last week um, for the next Guitar Hero game on next-gen consoles. It's called Guitar Hero Live. It has you, the new... I guess kind of the new gameplay mechanics is that it has you playing in front of recordings of a live audience. Like so, real real people, not animated yeah, people. Yes, real, real human beings, beings who are yeah. at a concert or a festival jumping up and down and screaming at you because you're the rock star. And but then, the con the concept is it's intelligent in the aspect is they recorded these set up audiences multiple times so when you screw up they start getting upset and they boo and it's this concept of performing live in front of people so like when you're doing a song and blah 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 and then you mess up that crowd reacts to you and they look at you and they're like what are you doing and everyone around you is a real human being and the game is presented in first person yeah it looks real stupid it's (laughs) i'll just be blunt i think it looks dumb like they revealed a new guitar Yes, which, which also I do not like. Well, I'm there, okay. There could be some interesting chords on it. That was I'm, I'm okay with the design because instead of the five finger yes, buttons, 
five finger buttons. It's now six, and they're stacked on top of each other, three and three, and there's no colors associated with it anymore. So yeah, it's they, more like a real guitar. They said they wanted to eliminate the use of the pinky. Um, because Pretty much. Most, most people, because I used to play actual guitar, and I don't anymore, so don't ask me to play you a song. Um, they... <laughs> When you when you do play guitar though, unless you're using chords, you really don't use your pinky very often. Um, when you're hitting individual notes, it's mainly your three, your three fingers. fingers. And like that that makes perfect sense from a guitar music games um, controller standpoint. The thing that has me bummed about that though is unlike Rock Band Four, where they've said they're trying to find a way to. To, like an adapter for the radio frequencies yeah. on our old ones, whether that pans out or not, and what you know, if I have to buy new instruments or not for Rock Band, right out of the gate, I know I can't play Guitar Hero live without a new controller. I'm automatically turned off by that, especially if they figure out this radio frequency thing for Rock Band and all my old instruments work. Then why on earth, you know, why would I pay a hundred dollars over sixty dollars for a new music game? Yeah, yeah, and then. Uh... I just, well, yep. I don't know. I just feel like it. They're they're not really doing anything worthy of. I don't even know how to explain it. I just, it's. I'm not excited. I, I'm not. I don't know how you feel. I used to like Though, Guitar Hero a lot. I just feel like this is mm-hmm. not the, the thing to say that Guitar Hero's back because Guitar Hero, Rock Band went away on its own because Harmonix made that decision and just decided to make other games. Well, Guitar Hero yeah. basically went in the crapper because of oversaturation, and I don't. Well, so I did don't so see... did Rock Band. Don't I mean? Let's not forget Rock Band had Rock Band Beatles, Rock Band Green Day. That's um, true. I, like I the Beatles music was awesome, but Green yeah, there rock, were a couple one offs. There's I guess there was Rock Band and Guitar Hero. They kind of just after 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 beat Rock Band three up. though. After Rock Band three, they didn't do that anymore. They just said we will now. Well, no, upload Green Day tons was after songs. three. It was Green after Day, three. I'm. I thought after three they just said anything else we release. Sure. Anything else we release is just going to be completely um, DLC I'm, music. I'm looking it up right now. I am as well. Rock Band Three came out in 2010. I got Rock Band Green Day came out in June of 2010. Okay, Rock Band Three came out in October of 2010. So Green Day was before. So really, yeah. just by three months, that's how close they were. I guess. Holy cow! Yeah. That's, so I mean, that just kind of proves how oversaturated the market was. Yeah, there's but, too many of those games out. So, Guitar Hero Live, it's it's first person, it's live, live studio audiences, and that concept of real people, new controller. One cool thing about it is the sound is dynamic, where your character. You have no control over your character or the camera movement. Um, and so your character's moving around like he's performing on stage. So maybe like he'll be closer to a group, you know, uh, a bunch of groupies and they're, they're cheering for you. They will sound louder than the singer who may be behind you to your right. Um, if, you, if you move and you go over to the drummer and you're rocking out and he's, he's banging on the drums, the drums are going to sound louder to you. That sounds very cool. Dynamic sound. I That's always love that. Yeah, that's, um, that's interesting. Um, but when you think about it, that only will truly be like fully enjoyable if you have surround sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause if it's just coming out of your front speakers on your TV, it's just all gonna it's just gonna sound like it the drums are just gonna sound louder. Yeah, yeah. It's just 
it's not really going to have that much of an effect. I think I think my main issue with it is that I don't know the the selling point of these games has always been become a rock star and now they're actually trying to kind of do it like hey you're playing in front of an audience you're looking through per- first person view hey look at your look at your bandmates they're all real people too and that's always been the selling point in the, in the franchise but i've never really wanted that i always thought that I, I i almost always felt like guitar hero was satirical with how it presented rock and roll like Here's Lars Umlaut. He looks like a fat football player who was once in Kiss and got rejected. And just mm-hmm. I like the I like the characters that you could choose from. They just seemed like they just seemed like niches in the uh, yeah in, was, the, in the rock was, and roll scene. And I I like that. I thought it was fun. I it's exactly I just, what you just said. It's satirical of it. Yeah, and I I think that I I just I I don't want this. I don't. I don't want to feel like I'm actually rocking because in the end I'm still playing a game. And and, and the other thing as well is that especially cuz I used to play on expert a lot. When you're mm-hmm. playing on expert, you ain't paying attention to anything else besides what's scrolling up that screen and what you got to hit next. So I don't give a crud what the real audience is saying or doing or looking because I'm not looking at that what's going on in the background half the time anyway. So Yeah, it's my biggest issue with it is this and you kind of touched on it it's like the uncanny valley in like video games and stuff is you know your brain will reject something it knows is fake but looks real and your brain like rejects it that's why people get sick in vr headsets and stuff yeah this is in instead of realistic animated people these are real people and these are real people that look like they're staring at you because it's in first person in your living room. And like I read an article from Kotaku and it was it described it was like this. It's you know, it was like I performed I played Rock Band Live and I got stage fright. Like I felt like I was performing. And they thought that was a good thing. And I I, I completely do not want that whatsoever. Yeah. It's just so like I do not want people staring at me while I'm rocking out like an idiot in my living room. I love rocking out like an idiot in my living room, but I don't want other people watching me unless I'm with those people and, you know, we're playing karaoke or taking turns and stuff. It just, I feel like that's too much. And the thing, yeah, I mean, and as a person, once again, like when when you play on expert and stuff like that, you're not headbanging and rocking out. I mean, you are standing up in the center of your living room with stiff legs and a stiff elbow strumming as fast as you possibly can and trying to move your fingers as quick as you can to the next button that you know you got to hit you are not rocking mm-hmm. out like I, when i played that game on the hardest difficulties i was the furthest thing from rocking out i eventually got to the point where i didn't even lift the neck up to activate star power i would just always hit my pinky on the select button so yeah I, it's yeah like i i one thing I do appreciate is that potentially this and Rock Band 4 are going to be completely different. It's not going to be oversaturated in the market again with Question, the same sort of game. Is Guitar Hero just guitar? Is it, it just is. guitar once again? Guitar Hero, guitar Hero Live is just guitar. There's no singing, drums, bass, anything. It is just guitar. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I know they also mentioned how they're going to – you'll be able to download – bands like official music videos and play play the tracks over the front of the music videos which i mean 
whatever. It's, I mean, like I, once again, I'm not really paying attention to the background that often. They're changing so much with the background, but in the end, I don't feel like that's even it's, a factor in most people's experiences. Because it's, it's it, with Rock Band, when you get a group of four people in a living room to play together, you're not looking at the screen to see your avatars rocking out. You're looking at one another and what each other are doing. Um, the mm-hmm. experience is in lo- the living room itself, not on the TV screen. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games I'm gonna play in a store demo, and probably never pick up. But Rock Band Four, I probably will pick up, depending yeah. on what it looks like and what it does and all that stuff. Because we yeah. still have not seen gameplay for it, and I'm sure we will. I'm sure it's gonna E3. be similar. Uh, but yeah, that was gonna be my one question to you: is okay, of course we got to go back to this now that both of these franchises are back. But Rock Band versus Guitar Hero, which are you choosing? And it obviously, sounds like Rock Band for you and. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say Rock Band as well. I just don't. The Guitar Hero, it doesn't really have me excited. Um, and DLC, honestly, like DLC songs cover so much of like what I want. Because it used to be when the Guitar Hero games would come out, I would cross my fingers and hope that a song I like would be on the game. Uh, but DLC and just, I mean, there's thousands of songs available to play on Rock Band. And um yeah, I just I I, th- I think Rock Band's gonna really do. A, I think they're gonna do a lot better. The Guitar Hero name brand is kind of gone in the toilet. Um, so it'll be I'll be I'll be interested to see though if when it does come out, if the sales numbers on it. But yeah, because you'll have to buy a whole new instrument for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a combo pack thing. So I'll be interested to see what happens. They both come out later this year, don't they? Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about them down the road a little bit more. But for right now, we are going to end our, I guess, quote-unquote news for the week because it's kind of been a bunch of random stuff to start. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here. And when we come back, we will hop straight into our topics because Plan Report is no longer a weekly thing. So come on back and we will talk about whatever we choose this week. everybody welcome back to millennial gaming speak and me and max are going to go ahead and jump into our topics and max um my topic this week it is directed straight at you whoa it's directly for you it's we deliver directly to you (laughs) and if you could see me i did the iwata direct the direct yeah the the, the direct deliver the news directly to you (laughs) all right so max my question for you this week is why don't you own an xbox one because xbox sucks no 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 that is not why i desperately i won't say desperately i do want an xbox one you do uh, very much uh games like sunset overdrive and a functioning master chief collection and (laughs) halo 5 and stuff um are games that look and sound wonderful to me um, I mean, essentially it comes down to price, but like at launch and stuff, uh, I definitely, I bought a PS4 at launch instead of an Xbox one because 
Xbox One didn't have my friends. It didn't have the games I wanted. Uh, right now, Xbox has a better game library than the PS4, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's yeah. just, yeah, I think it has a, like a stronger first-party library first at the party, moment. Definitely, yeah. See, I, it, yeah. Which is kind of funny because PlayStation Four is kicking so much butt. It really but it's kind of really backwards. But um, like when I think think about Xbox One games i know that are coming out this year for it that i'm excited for to like buy an x you know, xbox one has a lot of great games but i don't i still don't think it has that game that you need to buy an xbox one for if you know what i mean like sunset overdrive sounds wonderful but i don't know if i need to go out and buy an xbox one to play it um in contrast you know well now i'm trying to think like you know the reason to buy a wii was for Super Mario Galaxy. Like, that was a game you could only experience there, and you needed a Wii to experience it. And the Wii is a weird example. I'm, I I never had a 360, so... I, I mean, like, Halo 2 and stuff makes sense. Those were early... Well, Halo 2 was an Xbox game, never mind. Um, You know, I don't think it has that definitive game yet. It has a bunch of good games, great games even, but I don't think it has the definitive game yet. And neither does neither does PlayStation Four. Like PlayStation Four doesn't have that definitive game yet until 2016 when Uncharted Four comes out. But we have to wait for that. <laughs> so, so basically, you're just holding off until the game library gets a little bit more established. You're saying, mm-hmm. and until you quit dropping money on Apple Watches and buy yourself a game console instead. Uh, yeah, essentially the. I mean. A game I'm very excited for on Xbox is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Because I loved the reboot of Tomb Raider so much. But that's and a timed exclusive, Max. That's a timed exclusive. And we'll, I know, but for how is, long? I mean, maybe it'll be 2025 when we get it on PlayStation 4, but, I mean, it's not going to be there forever. Yeah, but, you know, how long do I have to wait? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm getting sick of that stuff, but that's a completely different topic altogether. Yeah, um, it's... Yeah, I'll just I'll jump in. So I mentioned Sunset Overdrive earlier. It's a fantastic game. I would uh, I would say that is definitely right now the system seller. I uh, I, I really enjoyed that game a lot more than I thought I would. And at, eh, yeah, the weapons are fantastic in it. Um, classic Insomniac. That I don't know where they get their weapon ideas from. I mean, look at Ratchet and Clank and uh, Resistance. I mean, it, they they have the best weapons in games. Um, how did I dis- I'm trying to think how I described this to my one of my friends a couple months ago. I described it as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater mixed with punk rock music mixed with Ratchet and Clank. That yeah, that's what it was. Ratchet and Clank, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with a bunch of punk music. That's basically Sunset Overdrive in a nutshell. And I just think Which I what? love. I love the sound of that. Like that's that sounds like music to my ears. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. The traversal system is probably one of the best I've played in a game in a very long time. Um, the map is the map is huge and very expansive, but you feel like you can cover it in a pretty quick amount of time. Uh, they have a good fast travel system in it as well, which I did use, but there would be times where I'd have to book it to the other end of town, and I'm just like, ah, screw it, I, I want to hop around. It's and just that- it's that fun. Uh, that kind of reminds me of Second Son on the PlayStation. Like as you got new powers and leveled up and stuff, like it, it felt like you know the there was strong. fast, 
yeah there was fast travel but like your powers let you navigate that city in a fun way and i think sunset from what i've heard and seen has that same vibe and feel with its traversal yeah and my favorite thing about the game as a whole um is just that it knows it's a video game and that they mention it all the time yeah they break the fourth wall yeah they break the fourth wall constantly and they constantly bring up that it's a video game um, there's one portion of the game um, where you complete an objective and the resolution to the objective that you complete is pretty sappy. It's like very cliche and very dumb. And the main character looks at the screen and he says, no, 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 we have to redo this whole scene. Otherwise, NeoGAF is going to rip us. So you do it over again and there's a different <laughs> ending to the scene that time. It's just funny stuff like that that... It's really one of the funnier games I've played. It's a, it's a self-aware a video game. Yeah, it's it's very it's very aware that it's a video game, and it's funny because of that. Um, it reminds me a lot of Deadpool comics, if any of our listeners mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about in that respect. So, yeah, it's very funny. Um, it's, it, I, I'd say, I don't know if I'd say it's a system seller, but when you do pick it up, I'd say that, that pick up an Xbox One, I definitely say that Sunset Overdrive needs to be one of the first two or three games you get I did. I did almost get the white Xbox One. Oh, the Sunset with Overdrive Sunset. exclusive? Yeah. Mm, I tried to get that, but it just didn't pan out because that was a very gorgeous system. Yeah, I... Uh... It's... It, it's a pretty... Like, an Xbox One would be pretty sweet. Uh, I like that the price keeps dropping. Yeah, it's down to what? A lot of of press... A lot of press thinks that they will drop again to be competitive with the PS4. Because a lot of people think PS4 will drop to 350 at E3 this year. Yikes, that'd be interesting. And then everyone thinks that Xbox One will drop again to stay beneath the PS4. And then everyone thinks the Wii U will drop price as well. And if the PS4, I mean, the Wii U and the Xbox One are the same price, which right now it's 300 for a it's, Wii U. It's, is it 300 No, is it? For a Deluxe? Yeah. I think it's, for well, a Deluxe it's 3 it's 250 for a normal? I can't remember. I bought mine on Craigslist. <laughs> okay. I, I can't remember. I'll look it up. But it's, you know, it, the, the, the whole price thing is just competitive. We got to see kind of where that stands but you know i want one i just you're waiting for the right games to come out and the right price point yeah i get you i did i just the main reason i asked is i just didn't know if you were interested at all um i will say i have all the systems uh, all the current gen stuff at least i played my xbox probably the least amount out of them all um i was a big 360 fanboy like my entire game collection from last gen was 360 and uh, my PS3 didn't get much love in at all. And Aww. then I bought the PS4 on launch, and I bought the Xbox One on launch because I had some spare money at the time. So I was like, hey, what the heck, I'll get them both on launch day. And something about the PS4 just really clicked and resonated with me. And since then, I've jumped ship. And a majority of the games I've bought this generation have been uh, on PlayStation 4 predominantly. So it, it is it is 300 for a new Wii U bundle. It is, okay. And... Typically, those Wii U bundles come with one or two games. I know they just announced the Splatoon bundle for yeah, Wii U as well, 
which I'm kind of disappointed with that they didn't do anything colorful with the system itself, like splatter paint all over the system. Yeah, it's just the normal. The only Wii U with like any design on it whatsoever the is the through. Zelda one. Yep. Yeah, and that's just on the controller, not even the box. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they don't do anything mm. with that box. I, which yeah. is it's which is unfortunate, but like I said, Xbox One. I definitely want one. I'm really looking forward to a lot of games on it. I remember going over to a friend's house to play Master Chief Collection to see it. And, you know, it's it's a super fun game, and I, Xbox One sounds super fun, and I really want one. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely fun. I'm excited. To, I'm excited for what they have coming out soon. Master Chief Collection was a big letdown for me. Um, I can't. I can't really think of the games that I've played on it. Honestly, um, Dragon Age, which was third party. Um, Sunset Overdrive really is the exclusive right now. I did enjoy Dead Rising Three, however. I thought that was a fun game, but it's kind of one of those launch games. You can tell it's kind of rough around the edges. Um, yeah, Xbox One's a good system. I. Uh, I gotta be honest. I don't like the. I don't like the interface though, and I think that's why I prefer PS4. And we could get into a big long discussion about this, and I won't. But just up front, I think Xbox One has a very clunky interface, which is odd because I thought the Xbox 360 was like butter. Well, what I've when I listen to podcasts Unlocked, IGN's Xbox podcast, they talk about how it's a very much Kinect designed and oriented, and yeah. the Kinect is not included anymore. And uh, I believe they're starting to phase it out and like re- slowly redesigning that um, operating system. But until then, it's it's pretty clunky. But I do, I, I mean, it has to be addressed at some point. Did you ever it's... have an Xbox 360 back when it used to have the sliders thing? Mm-mm. Um, I never, I never even had a 360. You didn't. So. Okay, when the Xbox. Uh, but I know what the blades, the blades look like. Yeah. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. When it first mm-hmm. launched, it was a very rough interface it looked like a it looked like microsoft windows or something like that um and then they did that entire uh interface overhaul where the avatars came and all that type of stuff um so that i thought that was i thought that was a move in the right direction i'm hoping we see that kind of leap here within the next couple months um i hope that i honestly that's something i would love to see more than more than anything at their e3 presser is just the announcement of a new system interface because it's very it's it's just very slow that's the thing too is because um while the system itself doesn't always need to be online there's a bunch of things that you need to be online in order to even check like if you choose to look at achievements and you're not connected to the internet at the time it completely won't even allow you to look at it what my vita lets me look at trophies without i know Uh, ps4 is the same way if you're disconnected it won't allow you to earn trophies, I don't think. But no, you, I'm you sure always, you can still look at them. You can always earn trophies without an internet connection. Okay, they're, yeah. built, they're built into the game. You can't upload your trophies. Yeah. But you yeah. can you can look at them still and you always earn them. Yeah, you can't even access achievements or unlock them if you're disconnected from the internet. Silly, silly Bill Gates. I know. I don't know what he's doing. But yeah. yeah, it's just stuff like that that really pisses me off with the Xbox One. And I mean, I have a good internet connection, so that stuff shouldn't bother me. But I, I just think it's very odd. I hope they change it soon, but who knows? Um, 
So yeah, we won't dwell on this too much more. I was just kind of curious if you were even interested in buying one because I thought you had mentioned before that you never owned a 360. But um, yeah, I've yeah. never owned an Xbox. Yeah, period. It's, it's a it's a good system. Um, I think it's just going to continue to get better. It's still pretty early in its life cycle as well. Oh yeah, um, I mean both it and the PS4 have a long way to go before these life cycles are over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that said, I do think the PS4 is better, and I have both systems. So you made the right choice in my mind. But um, yay. So Max, your topic for this week is a little bit more possibly serious, depending on how we get into it. But. It it does depend, especially with the anecdote I'm going to lead off with. But uh, my topic this week is violence in video games, and what sparks this lovely, light-hearted discussion is the fact that Mortal Kombat 10 came out this week. No, last week. Uh, yeah, last week. And or. Yeah, last week. Yeah, I need to pick uh, that up at GameStop. They've got a copy so, sitting for me, and I still haven't grabbed it. Um, so, before the game came out, uh, IGN's been doing extensive coverage on the game, uh, and they had this video put up. Uh, the uh, All the fatalities and brutalities in the game kind of in a montage, like, compiled up. And I'm sitting in my computer lab at school. I'm a, I'm a teacher's assistant for a lab, and so I got there early... And I was alone, I was eating some breakfast, and I decided, eh, why not? Let's watch it. It's 1080, 60 frames, that'll look good. Let's kind of see what's going on. And I wa- and I turned the speakers on on the computer, uh, you know, because I don't want to put headphones on, I'm eating breakfast, and I'm watching these fatalities. And as I'm watching them and eating, I'm like, man, some of these are pretty intense. They're goofy, but they're intense. You know, ripping people in half kicking heads off, zapping people, shooting them, you know, all these grotesque, like, you know, using a saw to slice someone in half. Very grotesque, realistic, but goofy enough. Anyway, it's like a Again, that kind of satirical thing that I mentioned with Mm -hmm. Guitar It's almost like it's making fun of violence at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a 10-minute video, and this is going on, and suddenly at my lab door, I get a knock, and I think it's a coworker you know, wanting to come in, and I go to the door, and there's a, a a lady there with a very concerned look on her face, and she just looks at me and goes, "Are you, are you playing a video game, or is is everything all right in here?" And I didn't. Th- my lab is just it's a big, empty room, cinder block walls, like no one, no rooms are really near it. Apparently, there's a very very tiny little room kind of attached in the back corner. <laughs> where my room is and yeah. it's for this uh fraternity and they were doing some like studying like tutoring in there and she goes because we hear all this screaming and things being broken <laughs> and we're trying to study we're trying to tutor people over here and if you could just turn that off and i was just you know i didn't even think you know, this th- these people are trying to learn things, and they're just hearing these characters scream as they're being dismembered, and their organs are being ripped out, and all this stuff. And <laughs> it's all very funny when you can kind of see what it's going on. But to someone else, she had a very concerned look on her face and thought I was a crazy person, like torturing people. You so ju- you should have just went with it and just been like, "Do you want to join me?" or something like really weird like that. Like, Actually, guys? could you step step into my office, please? Just just step in here real quick and tell me your concerns again. <laughs> so, but 
silly anecdote and all, well, like, how, what, what do you think of violence in video games? Not, not if video, violent video games make you violent, um, that's, that's not what I'm going for, like, how comfortable are you with violence, and how far is too far if you've ever encountered too far? Um... I'm going to sound like a serial killer. I love it, though. I think it's... Especially the stuff like Mortal Kombat that is more jokey. Um, the thing... The, I'm trying to think of an instance where it might have actually bothered me. Um, there... Uh, you remember, oh, Grand Theft Auto V, the, um, the torture scene, that got a lot of backlash in the media. Mm-hmm. That, actually, that actually was pretty rough. I will have to say, um, I thought because I had read about it so much up to that point where people were like, "I didn't even want to play the scene. I just wish I could have skipped it." And I was like, "Oh, come on, quit being pansies." But when you did get to it, it was actually pretty rough. I mean, um, it was very, it was very, it was uncomfortable. It was raw, and 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 that's the that was the point. That was Rockstar's intention with the scene. It was kind of like, uh, have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Uh, recently, yeah, I did. Not too long ago, maybe a couple months. It's kind of like the it's kind of like the torture scene in that film. If you remember, kind of a little bit. The I don't know, things I think in violence, like um, The Last of Us. If you are killed by a bloater, which is kind of the bigger enemy, uh huh, it basically grabs you by your head and rips your jaw from your skull, and like Joel's, you know, screaming obviously, and like. That is a very, it is a very cool animation. It's a very cool death, but it is uncomfortable. There's there some, are, uh, there's some good ones in Dead Space. Oh my gosh, Dead Space is so great. I love those though. Dead um, Space is one of my top games ever. It's I, I, lo- I love the I love the kills in that because sometimes they're so over the. Sometimes it's as simple as just a, what is it, necromorph? Is it just as simple as a necromorph just killing you? And then other times it's the most long-winded death you've ever seen in your life and it's pretty funny honestly i think sometimes and see i I think i don't know when it's more realistic kind of like i feel like something like grand theft auto it can be kind of hard to swallow sometimes but i feel like games so many times are just like i'm 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 playing a game where i'm trying to kill dragons and zombies violence is the last thing on my mind Uh so I don't know. I, I never I never take it seriously, really, just because I know what I'm playing is fake, and I usually think it's funny half the time, some of the more violent stuff in the games. I mean, um, another example kind of near and dear to my heart, Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami, the core of that game is violence. Yeah. And there is, I mean, there's some grotesque stuff in that game yeah I'm playing and i do i do think kick people's heads around on the floor and stuff like I that. i mean i do think it helps that it's top down and it's the art style it is yeah. but like i mean there's a level in hotline Miami 2 where you rip a man's head and skull from his body and like you see this head with the 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 spine i'm sorry you rip his head and skull you you rip his head and spine from his body and you like see that line on the floor you can slice heads off um you can take a skateboard jam it in their mouth and then stomp their head in half like the game is extremely violent and like 
I, the skateboard kill I thought was cool because I never thought of a skateboard as a weapon, but like ripping the dude's spine from his body was like, oh my gosh, this is this is violent. This is a whole like holy cow. <laughs> this is a lot. The spine rip thing you mentioned that's directly out of uh, Mortal Kombat One. That's a fatality that Sub Zero had, and I think that's one that they've subsequently I'm, added. To I'm interested. One of the games. I'm interested to hear what you think of Mortal Kombat 10 then when you pick it up because yeah I mean I've seen all the fatalities and I they are and see that's the thing I've been holding off until I pick the game up um, some are pretty pretty darn rough the ones I some have are seen pretty hilarious pretty rough yeah I've seen a I've seen I've seen a handful one I know somebody like puts a dude in like different portals and then like cuts it off and his body's just like chopped in half or something like that yeah um, I remember that there's a yeah there's some that are funny um like there's one where she like uh someone like kicks their jaw off and then like takes a selfie with them there was that's a, a po- there's a popular that's a popular funny one going around there's uh one of the other ones that i saw on the internet was a it wasn't a fatality but it was one of the x-ray moves and the dude gets his balls punched so hard that they explode have you seen that no i've heard about it though yeah that was pretty rough that one made me cringe a little bit that's just that's just because we're we're guys yeah yeah those ladies can't ever understand what that would feel like well and we'll never know what it's like to bear child so i think it's a win-win yeah lose lose maybe lose lose depending on the situation yeah i uh I do want to pick Mortal Kombat up here soon, though. I uh, hopefully I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I got the money to, to go grab it this week or not. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess in the end, violence has really never bothered me. Huh. Um, I guess I'll I'll probably start viewing it differently though if I ever have kids. Um, I don't know. It just depends. I I I don't think I don't think video games produce wacky serial killers like so many mothers in our country try to try to argue that it happens but um i don't know i i don't i don't I mean, there's got to be some effects but i don't think you i don't think it's anything as extreme as killing your family or something insane like that so yeah no and then you know i just i wanted to see how you reacted to violence i think that's an interesting topic yeah. But uh yeah, that kind of covers the basis there then. Yeah. Well, we went a little longer than I thought. More media of an meteor of an episode. Um So yeah, I guess that's our topics for the week. Um Xboxes and violence. Um So yeah, um I guess that's it for this week. Um in closing, of course, as always, if you want to give us some constructive criticism, you got a question for us or you want to hit us up with a topic for next week's episode go ahead and shoot us an email at mgspodcast at gmail.com uh, you can find max and myself both on the twitter because i think everybody's on twitter now um i am at more man 12 that's m double o r e man 12 and then max is at max the white um that's me Max, you got anything else you want to say before we go ahead and sign off here? And I decided um, to go beat Hotline Miami too. Yeah, I'm excited for you to beat that. Uh, if you have not played Shovel Knight, it's on PC, Mac, Linux, 
Wii U, 3DS, and now it's on all three Sony platforms, PS3, Soon PS4, and Vita, One. and it will be on Xbox One next week. Yeah. Uh, please, 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 please do go pick up Shovel Knight. It is my game of the year last year. Definitely should play it. Uh, if you want to hear more of my thoughts about Shovel Knight, there's I wrote a review for it when the game came out, and you can find that on my blog, uh, goleftgaming.wordpress.com, I think. It's, you also I did think some it's, gameplay videos for it too, didn't you? Some I did. Uh, it's the first Let's Play I ever did. I did an entire Let's Play of Shovel Knight. I recorded it on my Wii U and stuff. Uh, and that's on my YouTube channel, which is just go let, um, youtube.com forward slash going left gaming. And uh, it's like, I just, Shovel Knight is so, so good. Um, I highly recommend it to everyone. So definitely go pick it up. And if you're on PlayStation for the first week, it's out. So from you know, uh, this Tuesday, which is the 21st through next Tuesday, which is the beginning of May, uh, it's 10% off. So like, you know, that's a buck 50, but if you're a plus member, you gotta be that plus. Member. Oh yeah. You have to, you have to be a place, but you should be a PlayStation plus member anyway, yeah, but definitely, with it. definitely go play shovel Knight, And that's really kind of all I have to say. Well, Max, you sold me. I think I'm going to download shovel Knight now. So no, I was, I, was planning, I was planning on downloading it onto my PlayStation Vita here as soon as we signed off. So, yeah, so I guess that's it for the week. Everybody go away, stop listening now so I can download the <laughs> double night. But, um, awesome. We'll be back next week. Hopefully the news picks up a little bit because it has been dry. Um, but I think this episode has shown that we can pretty much talk about anything as long as we want. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway. We're good at that. Yeah, we're getting better. I think this show's starting to get better, and I hope you as the listener are starting to enjoy it a bit more every week. But with that, I am Logan Moore. That other dude in this show is Max Roberts. And until next time, see you later. Thanks for listening, guys.